Ladies and gentlemen on the Zoom Zoom Show today, we talk about Santana's epic 335 in the 1500, Hamish Carson dropping bombs in the 5,000 metres, telling the selectors, maybe I should be on a plane heading to Birmingham or Eugene. And we've got Anthony Barnes throwing that hammer throw ever, ever further and Tom Walsh, Lauren Bruce open up their overseas campaign. Jake Robertson wins a 10k and so, so much more. And we're away. The final of the 100 metres. Here we go. Tell you what, she's given it a decent old nudge there. Over 60. That's what she was looking for. The pack is chasing. The pack is trying to hunt him down. So aggressive in her crossover steps as she whips that through. Opened up a 15-metre gap on the Olympic bronze medalist. Can he hold it together? Here he goes, putting his foot down. Well, kia ora koutou everyone, welcome along to the Zoom Zoom show, this is episode number, I think we're up to number five, Alicia, far out. Is it five? This is five. Wow. Or is it four? Look at that. I don't know, no it's five, because I did the little sneaky episode last week with, with Ollie, and so oh, we're at five, we're, we're experienced podcasters. <laughs> we can fit all our podcast episodes on one, like, a full yeah. hand. Yeah, so. yeah. Totally. High five. Yeah. So <laughs> so we're doing this kind of pre, pre-world pre champs, pre-com game season to kind of build up this hype. And uh, there's so much happening in, in the world of uh, New Zealand track and field. So we we have to keep on top of it. And so hence why we we are very pumped and excited to get on with this show and talk about what's been what's been going on. But first of all, Alicia, how have, how have you been? I, I see you've been... Uh, trigger happy on the on the camera, uh, getting some shots of our, our pole vault crew before they head off to Australia. Yeah, so I did a little cheeky cheeky training session, photography. Um, it was the girls' last session before they headed off to Australia, which they are there now. I think they're competing this weekend, actually. Awesome. So that'd be really cool awesome. for them to see. So a little um, pre pre ocean yeah yeah like i think i I think they did that like a little maybe a warm-up thing like i think they did that uh maybe two years ago when was the last oceanas actually three years ago was it last year i can't remember maybe no last year well last year no and the year before didn't exist no so is it three years i don't know maybe it's three years yeah so they did that before um which is cool and oh. so yeah, like I just came along and yeah, has got my um, finger on the trigger, which is always good because the next time I shoot athletics will be world champs. So quite nice. Uh, those those photos, those photos do look very cool, and I'd encourage anyone oh, to you. jump on. Um, well, it was Imogen and Olivia's uh, yeah Instagrams and so check fun. out those photos. Black and white ones are cool always fun black and white like I I can't always don't get that luxury when I'm shooting like actually on a brief because it's a bit it is a bit arty farty you know um but it's also it's always nice to kind of you know in the place where we train the lighting's very different very variable there's there's so much you can do like we opened a garage door and got some pretty harsh highlights so it's a good time for me to just push myself and have some fun with some different stuff obviously I love shooting athletics way too much um but yeah, so that's have, exciting. Have it's the pole vault crew ever? Because you know how New Zealand, one of the things to do is find a find a jetty somewhere or a bridge and go and do some manus and 
jump into the water. Have the pole vault crew ever considered like setting up a little pole vault runway just <laughs> off, off a wharf or off a bridge? Like, how epic would that be? People do that. Like, really? people do thing? that in the States. Oh, I've seen so videos and, oh, do they? Yeah, I've seen them do it somehow. So there's a few ways you can do it. You Well, there's, there's a thing called ditch jumping. Uh, yes, is, I've uh, seen that. That's uh, wild. Yeah. <laughs> the big pole and, and, and they climb up the pole climb to get it. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yeah. But there's like other things that people do. I don't know how they do it though because of like the depth of the beach or the shoreline. But they just yes. run and plant their pole into the sand and then just jump. Choice. So in theory, yeah. yeah, like there's something <laughs> they do it overseas all the time. I've seen videos of like playing pole vault, essentially they call it, um, which is fun. Cool. Uh, I'd l- I'd love to see that. <laughs> no, we have not done that. Bit of a pain <laughs> in the ass to bring a pole to a beach. Yes. Um, yeah. So much more difficult than a surfboard. So yeah, as a surfer, as a surfer who's like, as soon as your board's over six foot, it's like it's too big. <laughs> what are you doing? If it can't fit in the car, you can't fit it um, in your booty yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so it's it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, these poles like fourteen feet, so over double the size of a six foot surfboard. Would it ruin the pole if it ended up in the water? Or I guess you you oh, train yeah. in, in in the wet, right? So they must be waterproof. Yeah, salt yeah. water fucks shit up though yeah i know that much excuse my language but it does anyway i was thinking you could get some cool photos doing that so if if you're bored this summer (laughs) oh something a bit different yeah yeah all right so so uh let's talk about what's been happening uh in this last week with with the world of athletics and i want to kick off with with hamish carson who just yesterday like blitzed absolutely blitzed his five uh five thousand meter pb with a 13.17.27 for the 5k uh that was for fifth place in uh spain and so hamish has he's been kind of just ticking away doing his thing um Mm. and you know he represented new zealand in the 1500 at rio so since then he's been quite been quite quiet really I think maybe ah. he's picked up a, the odd sort of medal at nationals but he's yeah been based overseas a lot and i'm just looking him up to see what his uh 5000 meter pb i feel like he was like 1345 something like that oh, before this wow so it it represents a massive massive jump um you're the 1500 meter guy right yes so i'll scan Uh, through hmm. he has something like six national titles so first national title in the 15 in 2010 and then 2011 picked it up again 2013 uh 2014 2016 national champ 2018 national champ and then 2019 i remember he got second behind sam tanner that was a crazy technical uh race and then bronze last year at the national champ so he's um he's been running well but this is definitely a really exciting you know coming of age i think as a distance runner rather than just a middle distance runner so last year, that's right, he cracked 14 minutes for the first time in the 5,000 metres. That was at the Park Classic with a 13.56. Mm-hmm. So he was 
like 25 seconds behind the winner who was Hayden Wild on that day. Um, and now he's improved his PB by 40 seconds, which is out of this world. Um, so I'm so stoked for Hamish. He's, he's been, he's had some tough, tough years. And I remember in 2016 when he qualified for Rio, he worked his backside off Mm. trying to get that qualifying time. And the number of Mm. times he just missed it, like by 0.1, 0.2 of a second. And he eventually got it, but he was so toast from the season that he'd had. Um, He didn't run as well as he he could have at at the Olympics, but go Hamish. It's exciting. Mm. 13, 17. How old is he? He let me scan up ANZ rankings. I don't know where I'd be without you. Yeah, 33. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I wonder if he's making the move up, um, focusing more on the 5K, which is why we've seen such a drastic improvement. Yeah, he must be. And mm. um, certainly, like, he's got the talent from a miler mm. um, point of view to transfer that speed into endurance, but it's cool to see it clicking in place. And 33, former coach Arch Jelly is turning 100 later this year, I think in August. So that's, that's pretty shit. cool as well. Um, for the, I think, is it Owairaka are doing a, a relay, a mile relay to celebrate his birthday with a, with 100 people all taking part in this mile relay. So it's, uh, oh wow! Mile times one hundred, or one hundred times a mile. Um, it's just going to be a casual one. They're not going for any records or anything, but um, cool way to celebrate someone's hundredth. It's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Century, bang! <laughs> I know. And it, it wasn't that long ago that he was uh, coaching Hamish. Hamish is now. Um, I think he's been based in Poland, but Lewandowski oh, is, yeah. is his coach now. So. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so that thirteen seventeen equals Rod Dixon's best um, and puts them both at sixth equal in the all-time list and only five seconds off the national record. So really, really cool. Shit. Another miler that we need to talk about is Sam Tanner, who ran uh, his outdoor PB just last weekend. And this was at the US ATF Distance Classic, which was... Um, it was weird sort of pacing. Um, Sam had to do quite mm. a bit of work at the front um, and ended up getting second, but that was after a, a big pull at the front from about 600 out. So I think that probably took took the sting out of his legs. But 335.61, mm. that's uh, for second place. It's only a second out of his best, which was his indoor 1500 last year. So he is looking good. And I believe that, punches his ticket to the com games i i don't know if you've oh. heard any news about that from your end is it com games no punches his ticket to maybe the world champs no com games sorry I've my heard, list is back to front yeah. i've heard something of he needed because he was provi- provisionally selected for com games and so yes. that might have been the time he had to do Yes, I, I think it's something like that. And I don't know if that's a B qualifier or something. There's lots of little hoops that the conditional athletes have to do for either the Com Games and the World Champs. So we can talk about that uh, about that soon. But, yeah, it looks like he's definitely 
earning the right to be there. Um, with the 335-61 with lots of time spent at the front of the field. So good to see. Yeah, Sam. no, I think it is. That might yeah. that might be his ticket. Yeah. So very exciting. Cool. In throwing news, we had Anthony Baum. So for those who have paid attention over the last like four episodes, Anthony has been just every time he goes out with the hammer throw, continues to throw PBs. And this time he improved by almost two and a half meters out to 66.32. So he's just, just 21 years of age. He won his uh, conference map in, uh, where is that, Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, that moves him up to sixth all-time uh, with Anthony Nobolo. So the two Anthonys are our two big mm. male uh, throwers. Anthony did a 66.71, so just, what's that, 39 centimetres further than Anthony Barnes. Um, so Anthony Nobolo sitting number four all-time and Anthony Barnes now number six all-time. So... Those two moving up, moving up the rankings, and the the rate that Anthony's Anthony Barnes is going, he's just yeah. he throws a PB every time he, he throws the hammer. So cool. Yeah, it's, it must something something must have clicked for him because that's the thing with an event so technical like hammer. Yeah. It's probably one of those things when you'll get you'll just do one little change, yeah. and then suddenly you've got like a stupid improvement. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, you know, it'd be cool to see what he's doing. It's good to see him, you know, riffing up in the states. Totally, and you see, like the beginner hammer throws. <laughs> it's like learning violin is is a steep learning curve. <laughs> Everyone knows you're the beginner hammer thrower or the beginner violinist because it's yeah, yeah, it's not it's not pretty, but yeah, like you say, he's he's probably just getting to that age where strength is coming in, learning the art of biffing the the seven point. 2kg hammer a long long way 66 meters man that's a long way for a 7kg rock to fly through the sky it's it's so far like you're standing sometimes i'll say i'll stand in the field yeah and taking pictures which is like risky and i don't (laughs) like being there um but you realize like you it's quite cool when you're at like nationals and stuff and like you know especially with the girls as well um and you've got the beginners where they throw and then you get like an experienced hammer thrower just heaves it and it's it's like when you're standing there you can really see like oh jesus that's really far yeah and it's not right (laughs) (laughs) and And it could kill you it will kill you you. you're dead yeah even even the shot putters like if you if one of those hit you in the head so imagine Imagine a hammer throw. Oh man, it's it's quite incredible. And yeah, for those who haven't seen much live athletics, like oh. try to get as close as you can to like the, the those hammer throws, shot put, and especially if you get yeah, like you say, the the age group athletes or the um you know more beginner athletes first, and then you have a Julia Ratcliffe or a Lauren Bruce or Tom Walsh uh, step up to the circle. It's like Oh wow, that's that's how you do it. Oh, oh, wow. That's amazing. It's even yeah. like when you hear the thing land. Yeah, really. That's when you realize yeah. how big it is. Yeah, like and sink force, into the dirt. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the force. Oh, or even worse. So pour it. The um, what do you what do you call where it lands? 
Uh, the like, throwing oh, arc. Right. The arc. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, infield. I, no I, yeah, I don't know. Infield. infield. That's more of a baseball term, isn't it? I don't know. Sand. Yeah. Sand. Garden. Yeah. But like, so the whatever it is, it lands in. Um, the at Porrit, it's really hard sand. Oh, like, this really is the shot sand. put. So, yeah. Yeah, and so they yeah. put they put boards and stuff around it. But when one of the boys, like Tom or Jacko, are throwing. Like I, I was at one, and I think it missed through one of the like that. What's yeah, that I remember that it went through. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I never will stand there unless I'm standing right behind something. But even still, like sometimes it bounces, and the force behind, like the force behind the shot or the hammer is like ridiculous. At least the hammer hits the ground and sinks. Yeah. I remember at Millennium when my daughter was about two, we were watching Tom and Jacko throw the shot. And you could be right oh. at trackside. And my daughter, Florence, was like, oh, sand. Let's go and dig in the sand pit. <laughs> so I had to keep oh pulling God. her back because these cannonballs are flying through the air, just meters from her head. So, yeah, oh. it's it, it's it's exciting, isn't it? And I've seen um, at least once before a hammer bounce onto the track uh, while yeah, the track race was happening. Which oh, is, shit. Yeah, luckily they were all on the other side, but it did bounce on the on the track, which is it's pretty insane. It's oh gosh, it's pretty wild. I tell you what, the worst is I don't know if it's the worst, but discus because the especially if it's been a bit rainy, it does like shot puts. Well, oh, unless yeah. it's a super hard sand, yeah, normally it sinks. sinks and stops. Hammer sinks. Yeah. Yeah. But the discus hits the sand, shins. hits the grass, Ooh. and just bloop, yeah. gone. So, like, your shins can get taken out. <laughs> like, it's, that's, that one sucks because uh, you kind of don't really. Oh, the jab, I think jabbing's almost the worst. They all, they all, it's like you got like four ways you can die. Yeah. The, they are all weapons. Eh? They, they are yeah. all originally designed to kill someone. So, yeah. 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 Like javelin, if you like, I never, ever, ever. So I mean, I often stand in the field, miles away, watching, and I have a spotter because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to get killed today. <laughs> Javelin's a one event where I would never, ever do that because you can't tell where it's like. If you look up at a javelin to follow it, yeah. like with like, discus, like, you kind of can see it, like it's a big thing. But because the javelin is like long and thin, you can't really tell where it's going. Right. And so yeah. it's like, no, thank you. Because it's just a little point. If you're, yeah. Yeah. That's a. And like, oh, and I remember the Japanese guys were over a few years ago and they were throwing huge, huge distance. Yeah. And it was a serious thing. Like, it's, oh my God, like it would go <laughs> almost the length of the field and no, thank you. No, thank you. So these are all no. part of. You need to write the book of how to how to take photos at athletic events and just a, yeah, Alicia's safety guide to surviving a life of, of athletics photography. The a hundred one ways to die. Yeah, okay, let's, call it, let's call it that. Right. Uh, would, <laughs> the health and safety manual for all athletes and these will literally start. Here are a hundred and one ways you could die photographing athletics. Yeah. Enjoy. Please come back. Yes. <laughs> Please film our stuff again, even though you know you're starting a death wish. That is so oh, good. Brilliant. So, 
No, it's amazing. Anyway. <laughs> right, let, let's move on because at the Big 12 Championships, we've had um, Isaiah Pretty, who's been having a really good year this uh well, this spring over in the States. Um, I forget wh- which college he's at, but in, in Texas, he uh, ran a really solid 345 uh, for the 1500 and then came back into the final and got ninth place. But um, he is a sub four minute miler this year. So he's probably a little bit disappointed Dang. with that. Looks like it was quite tactical, like ninth place in 358. That's That would suggest it was... Um, a big final 400. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to know how he found that, but he is having a good 2022. So look out for more from uh, Zaya Pretty. And also in the sort of middle distances, we had Jack Beaumont drop a third place for the, uh, what's this? It was some sort of a conference meet again in Texas, but I'm trying to work out what, conference it was the the title of the meet is conference usa outdoor championship so uh, that name doesn't make sense because there's um yeah anyway so he got third in that event in the steeples with the uh nine flat for the 3000 meter steeples then came back into the 5k in a 1449 uh for a ninth place and also had josie taylor uh jumping pretty well on the high jump for a second um, for a 176, mm. so cool to see uh, Josie jumping pretty well. And then we had a couple of throws meets where we had Tom Walsh and Lauren Bruce in the States, uh, both in Arizona. It looked like they're both at the same same place, but just a couple of days apart. So on the first of those meets, Lauren Bruce came out through 72.35, so that's not too far off her best. And then came back two days later and put another uh, what's that? Another seventy odd centimeters on it and mm. got a seventy three oh seven for third place. So nice and solid. She's definitely nice. in good shape. Um, and Tom Walsh took out that competition with a twenty one sixty. Um, pretty solid throwing as well from from Tom. Um, and we had James Stain over there uh, in the pole vault. Yeah, five thirty five. Season's best for him. So. You'd be happy with that. Choice. Very good. And over in the UK, we had the Diamond League and start off with, with the high jump and it just looked like Hamish Kerr's Kerr just didn't have a great day. Um, 218, I imagine Birmingham, the weather was probably terrible, like 14 degrees and, and rainy. <laughs> I didn't actually see any footage of, of the event, but um, yeah, Hamish Kerr with a, a 218 for sixth place, I'm sure he won't be too too pumped about that. Um, but I think he's coming back for Oceanius. Do you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I'm that's sure. right. I need to double check his um, his schedule. But we also had Geordie Beamish in the 1500, and he threw down a very solid 337.45. But again, it didn't seem like it was super uh, good conditions but that's not too far off for his his personal best so 337.45 he's targeting the 5k uh for com mm. games and and world champs no it's he's not in the com game squad no he is is he not yeah. he is yeah. yeah so he's he's in the 5000 oh, yeah. unconditionally and in the world champs, he is in the five thousand unconditionally. Okay, so five yeah. Ks is his focus, but 
that's showing the, the speeds there. I'm sure he'll be working on just that endurance, um, staying nice and strong, getting through the rounds as well will be key for Geordie. Mm. Yeah. And then the last bit of news from the UK, we had the Robertson twins going in the Great Manchester run and really big surprise performance from Jake Robertson, who mm. had, I think he had COVID a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, and, and he's had a tough old time with lots of time out this season uh, from training and came back and he said he'd been running for 21 days and wins the Great Manchester run in a really solid time of 2806 for first place. So very impressive from Jake. That really came not out of nowhere, but um, it's definitely bucks the trend of where his season was heading. And Zane, his brother, uh, finished uh, almost a minute back in 2903 for 11th place. But Good to see. I love I love those Robertson boys, the the great um, characters to have yeah. in our sport. And yeah, so so cool to see him back back winning races. Yeah, I know, right? That's a good story with Jake. I didn't realize he had COVID. And then yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it was COVID. Let me uh, just double check this because he make sure everyone that you're following these guys on. Um, on social media because they are posting cool stuff of their journeys in in Africa and um and they wear their heart on their sleeves as well they don't don't hold back about telling how things are and Jake's showing off his abs on his profile pic so just just follow them for the abs shop nice Uh, (laughs) oh Sam's running at pre-classic by the way yes I just saw him I just opened my phone I saw him um I saw him post, so that's exciting. Wicked, yeah, and that's tomorrow. Is he in the mile or the fifteen? Do you do you know? Oh gosh, I, I don't probably, know. Is it an Surely, I've got the start list right here. So there's oh. the Bowman Mile, which is often the big one, and mm. no, no, no Kiwis in that one. Um, so he must be in the fifteen hundred, which is earlier in the meet so that's 28th of may so that'll be 29th of may our time yeah so he's going in the 1500 he will have a lot of the top americans young hobbs kessler who trains with nick willis and he's just out of high school um so he'll be going up against him um some other pretty pretty speedy boys but i think sam may just have the the quickest time oh robbie andrews bit of a uh bit of a veteran you might say colby alexander yeah so some really quality quality americans um in there so yeah that'll be good pre-classic finally Mm. finally the season's getting rolling eh um yeah I, i always think that pre kind of marks the start of the northern hemisphere summer yeah. proper like all the other meets before that kind of just warm up and now we're we're into it for real yeah very cool yeah, definitely yeah and it's quick track as well so hopefully the weather's good and yeah it should be exciting for sam yes so i just went back onto jake uh robertson's instagram they oh yeah uh 
he said they took a risk in having me off 17 so 17 days of training so he'd only been running for 17 days possibly thought i wouldn't perform saved themselves an intro with me so he didn't get an intro at the start of the race but nothing could stop my shine all the way to the finish line overall i really appreciate the opportunity and have to say thank you for having me for manchester great run um it was a great event and i will be back to defend so cool he's nice love to see it yeah very cool um and i'll try and find out when what sort of sickness is because i think he, he got sick and then he had something else and then got uh mm. COVID as well um yeah anyway jump on on instagram follow get the both robertson boys a follow they are good quality. Okay, last little piece of news before we get into our, our discussions for the week. We had the Manawatu Striders Marathon, so I short, thought I'd share the winners of the, the full and the half. So we had James Conwell uh, win the full marathon in 2.50 and Anita Chan in the uh, women's marathon, 3.38. But the half marathon was really quick from Harry Dixon with a 109.29. Barney with a 111 for second and Jamie Dennis for third and 113. And in the woman, Jade uh, Vela in 124.38 and Kate Robertson with a 134.58. So there we go, a bit of action from Palmy. So this week, Alicia, we've got two big teams that have been announced, well, as of last week, and we need to digest have a look at these these two teams so where should we start the com games or the the world champs oh, teams What's the logical gosh. place to start well worlds is first yes so maybe we'll go worlds um we've got two really big teams which yes. is so cool like i mean world champs like that's huge it's a good i'm gonna be team, busy mate. if they all go <laughs> This is... I actually looked at that and almost died. Like when, when the <laughs> link came out, I, I was sitting going, oh, my God. I'm pretty sure, like, there's three clashes on day one. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. At least you've but, got yeah. multiple people. Like, you've got three hammer throws you've, uh, in the same yeah. event. you got two, yeah. two male shot putters in the same event. <laughs> at least we've got some double ups, right? Oh, geez. Like, honestly, and it looks like, I, I was like, geez, I'm going to be busy. Um, but it's awesome to see. And it's cool. We've got, like, seven athletes with an automatic standard. Choice. And we all know that automatic standard is a bitch. So amazing it's, to see it's that. It's hard. You've got to be generally breaking the New Zealand record or mm-hmm. or be a New Zealand record holder. Like, when we look through that list, we've got Lauren Bruce, so New Zealand record holder in the hammer. Zoe Hobbs obviously broken the record three times. If that doesn't give you an auto standard, I don't know what else will. Uh, Julia Ratcliffe, former New Zealand record holder. Maddie Weshi, well, she's got a bit of work to do behind the goat to get the New Zealand record, but she's she's ranked pretty high in the world. We've got Jordy Beamish, who has come very close to the 5,000-metre world record owns the 5k so road record and the 5000 meter indoor record tom walsh obviously owns the new zealand record jack o'gill hot on his heels so that is a really solid so they're our our seven premier 
athletes right now and that doesn't even uh-huh. include Hamish Kerr who's who's right on the cusp of of a mm-hmm. um of a qualifier so should we those seven and lock are locked and loaded should we kind of talk yep. about for the world champs these other yeah. 11 athletes and I don't know if between our powers combined whether we can work out what they need to do to to book their seat yeah. to Oregon so let's let's start with I the pole vault eh? Yeah, so I don't know every single so every yeah like you've got your top the the seven who are confirmed essentially that standard world athletes tries to make a standard that will fill half your field. Yeah, and so the rest of them, the rest of the field is determined on rankings. Now every single person in this list has a different criteria or condition to be selected. So every single I'm not. Hmm. So, for example, in the field events, quite often that is a standard. You got to be inside your quota, and yeah. a lot of these athletes. So, I, I imagine I don't notice this in, but I imagine um, athletes New Zealand would have literally gone onto the world rankings, had a look at every event, and seen who was actually inside. Like once you take out your top, like it's three per country, everything like that. Yeah. Um, they would have gone through and seen who is inside the quota for that event. Now, every event's different. Some, it's 40. Some, is 32. Pole vault's 32, I'm pretty sure. So you've got Imogen and Olivia uh, inside. Well, I'm pretty sure if they're selected here, they would be inside that th- um, quota. Now, Apparently I don't inside. know. I've, I've got the list in front of me, by the you've way. Got it? I've, I've just Yeah, it are they inside? So, yes, we've got Olivia at 18. So that's when we filter it by three per country. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we have Imogen, who's a bit further down, so 44th. But we've still, of course, got Oceanas to come. Yeah. So that would mean that Imogen's criteria would probably be to get inside the top 32. Um, and then some some athletes though they have a standard that they have to hit, right? So it's field yeah. or track. So some of these athletes on their list, they have to be they have to hit a standard, whatever that is. I'm not sure. Yeah. They will know. I don't think it's public knowledge. So um, and then other athletes like Livy's probably stay inside the top 32. You're yeah. in kind yeah. of thing. Um, so yeah, that's, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that was, um, her ranking. And then you've got some, so there is a little like loophole with area championships and Oceania. Um, so if you, it's only in the track, I'm pretty sure, which I don't know why, but anyway, um, if you win your, if you win Oceana's track race, um, you might be able to get a wild card or something. Well, that's an entry to get into world champ. So that occurred for Eddie and Zoe for Doha. If you guys remember, um, they got entries to the world championships in Doha. I'm pretty sure it's because they won Oceanas. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's quite complicated. So there's some people on this list. I'm looking at it going, Oh, okay. They, this person probably has to win Oceanas. Like, Georgia and Eddie would be my yeah. guesses. Maybe like Brad and James might that. Yeah. It looks like Which, those guys might. 
if that is the case, we could only yeah. take, if that's the rule, then we could only take one of them, which sets up the I battle know. royale between the two. Yeah. Uh, so they'll fair, obviously though, know that. Yeah. Run faster, Oceanas. That's a lot of points. So that could yes. also yeah. push you up. Um, but yeah, this is all speculation. Like nothing, none of this is confirmed. It's just like if you understand how it works, you can kind of guess to see where they are. Also, there is still a lot of time before the cutoff. And so you've still got, we've still got Oceana. So a lot of these, these ranking performances have the, they've taken into account the last, you can only have one area championship, one national championship inside that like you can't go and bang out a whole bunch of different countries, national championships and steal their yes, hundred points. Right. Yeah. Like you can only have one, which is yours. Yeah, um, and sense. so after Oceana's, a lot of that—that was three years ago. These athletes are going to take off that performance and add their new one. Like for example, you have someone like Livy who jumped four twenty-five at Oceanus in two thousand nineteen. Imogen jumped under that. I don't know what she jumped. And so you take away that performance and say, Touchwood, they jump mean at Oceanus. That's gonna that's gonna elevate them heaps. Mm. So a lot of that time, like it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens between now and the cutoff date, which I actually can't remember what it is. If Worlds is July fifteenth, it might be it might be mid June. Surely it's gonna so be gonna know pretty soon. coming up pretty soon. Yeah. 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 So, so ooh, really we'll exciting. we'll keep track of how these these unravel. Mm. Um, but to just confirm those names, so we've got Imogen and Olivia in the pole vault. We've got Tori Peters in the javelin. Uh, so I looked up Tori is ranked 26th, but yeah, like I okay. say, area champ still to come. Uh, Kelio Hagen has mm-hmm. a, with that B qualifier that she did at Worlds. Let me just jump in and see where she's at. Um, Women's high jump. And if you want to follow this stuff, just Google World Athletics World Rankings and then you can play around with the filters and work out, you know, where, who's who's where and, and what they need to do. So Keely's back in so fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keely's back in fifty second place. So a okay. win at Oceania's would help her a lot. And let me see, there's a couple of pretty handy jumpers from Aussie who are right mm. up ranked third and fifth in the world. So, yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that one plays out. Um, mm. Also, we've got Nicole Bradley. So she's uh, broken to that 70-metre club in the hammer. We've got Portia Bing, 400 hurdles. Georgia Hulls, uh, who you mentioned, in the 200. Hamish Kerr, surely, surely he doesn't need to do much else. Well, his third at World Indoors with 230 would have yeah. given him meaty points. So Must be. Let me let me have a look. I'll switch over to mail and then scroll down to men's high jump. And we get Tamberi is on the top. Uh, Bashim's not too far behind. Wu from Korea. And they're in 10th place. Sitting oh. very handy in the top 10 is our man Hamish Kerr. So, oh, perfect. <laughs> and also, Sorry. you can filter by Commonwealth um, countries mm. as well, which is a cool thing. So, that puts him in the top three Commonwealth as well, um, with 
love it from Canada and Brandon Stark, the best name in all of athletics. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. I wonder if he works that whole Game of Thrones re- reference. But with, I know, he should. Brandon, he's the one who Sounds falls. Different. He he's He becomes crippled, doesn't he? Yeah, right he's the, the one. The spoilers, if anyone's just started the show, can you mute for uh, spoiler alert um, <laughs> yeah he's the one who becomes king at the end yeah yeah so so he yeah. ends up winning the game of thrones um okay back on um yeah so <laughs> I, I don't know does he he should he should milk it i i haven't I seen <laughs> yeah yeah like just oh, make some wolf paraphernalia sell sell the merch brandon stark Yes, winter is coming. Like, there's so many, <laughs> so many things that he could be doing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, not me so, using my stack of Game of Thrones box as my microphone stand. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. And they make a good microphone stand, yeah. nice and nice and thick. So, who oh, else have who else oh, yeah, have we got on this list? So we've got um, Eddie who you, we're thinking maybe there's like a bonus maybe. when when mm, maybe is and head off let's look at the 800 because brad mathis and james preston yeah are like nick and nick they're so, mm. they're so close to each other i think james got the better of brad uh both the aussie races that they matched up in but they were very close to each other uh so james preston has is 40th and yep. then we have to scroll down. Oh, 40. Uh, yeah, James is at 40. Oh, Brad Mathis is at 34. So oh, there we go. Oh, that's I wonder interesting. what the number is. Oh, what's annoying is I don't know where there's a list of how much is per, per event. Yes, it's it <laughs> like is trying to find this is pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. We've got a, a little breakdown of his top five performances. So, Brad. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is the events from from Japan have bumped him right up. So oh, there we go. Yeah, so yeah. he got those two we first, that last week, didn't we? Yes, in Japan, and then uh, Brisbane Track Classic third, uh, Oceania Invitational. He got third place uh, back in June twenty twenty one. Maybe that was like a replacement for Oceania's um, the Oceania Invitational. Uh potentially um and then another japanese meet which he did just so those meets he did in japan in may really shot him up the ranking so he's on in 34th and i imagine what would we be looking at probably 48 would oh really i would say so would it be six heats of eight lanes don't know Huh. Something like that. Yeah. It would be, you Surely think it would be 32, 40 or 48, one of, the, one of the three. But, yeah, cool to see them both in the top 40 anyway. And I imagine a lot will be decided at Oceania's. Mm. That will be a great race to watch. Oh, gosh, yes. And then rounding off those provisional selections, um, we've got Eddie. So let's jump into the 100 and we can check out how Eddie is ranked in the boys. Mm. 
it's so great being able to knock out the top three because if you leave the top three in from the UK, the States, and Jamaica, oh, it's, Jamaica. it just goes so deep with those countries. Uh, oh. So we have Eddie at number 34. There we go. Okay. Oh, okay. So his big scoring Wait. races, uh, Oceania Champs is still in there from 2019. So that's insane that that's carried over. Then we've got two Nash, oh, we've got national champs from this year. We've got Brisbane Track Classic from April. We've got the Adelaide Track Classic from February, and then the Sydney Track Classic from March. And so okay. he's got three wins, two seconds. Um, so that Oceania champs from last year is giving him some some good points. So that's mm. that's good. So that to means know. this year, yeah. He'll replace that um, in theory. Yeah. yeah, he will from this one. So yeah. So <laughs> this is uh, this is probably a good transition. We've got Eddie needs to needs to perform well at Oceania, as you'd think, to to book his spot to World Champs. But then he didn't get his name in the list for the Com Games, and so mm. uh, there was a big write up in on stuff. .co.nz and they they talked about why are we not sending any male sprinters we've got two of our best ever running right now and running so well um it's, it's ludicrous i tell you and uh i i agree it, they they sort of spent some time talking about tian and i mm. i'm i'm like well he's he's injured he pulled up with a hammy and I, I bet if you went and asked Tian that he he need, need a little bit of time to get up to speed for for Com Games coming back from a ham, hamstring injury. Um, so, yeah, I don't know about Tian. It will, will come down to the injury issue. But, yeah, not sending not sending Eddie, not getting a, a call up. How do you feel about what's your athletics fan reaction to not having a um, either one of those boys in that list yeah it's one of those things where it would be so nice to see we've got a female sprinter we've got zoe yeah in the mix it would be really nice to see one of the boys be in the team um yeah so i mean i guess that's just far out that's how it goes yeah it's so cutthroat um we've got a huge the other thing is how many people have we got uh, 18. 18. Yeah, 18 i actually think that was our limit yes so do you know about yeah. the yeah so as heartbreaking as that is we might have only been allowed 18 spots because yes. of the quote limit. So it's pretty, it's one of those things like your heart breaks not seeing a sprinter. But on the other hand, I'm, we've filled the quota. So yeah. this would have, that would have, it would have gone down to who was higher, I guess. Yeah. Who, ranked. who would get bumped off. And so Eric's yeah. got, Eric Speckman's got that uh, 5,000 meter PB that he did last year. I Thing. I want to say it was mm. like 13, 17, something like that. It was similar to what uh, Hamish just did. Yeah. Um, it's hard because yeah. the sprint as well in Commonwealth is so stacked. Yes. Yeah. And Holy this is, heck. this is 
part of what I don't like about com games being such a feature because it 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 penalizes your sprinters mm. and your middle distance and and distance yep. because you're still going all you're getting rid of is the United States. You've still got Canada, yeah. Jamaica, the Caribbean, Nigeria, uh, Great Britain. Like you, you've still got probably, I don't know, 80% of the world's best sprinters. And then you cross over to the mil- middle distances and all you're getting rid of is Ethiopia and uh, the States essentially. And you've still got mm. like, so I know. Whereas I think it's the field hard. events are so the hard. opposite. eh? So it is yeah. one of those things that I do look at NZOC and for all the good they do, you go onto their website and it's all about medals. It's a, the, the medal tallies right in your face. And so yep. for NZOC, the, the whole thing about Com Games is how many medals can we bring medals. home, not yep. how many amazing athletes can we qualify for these events yeah. that are really hard to qualify for. Yeah. Um, so I, so hard. I think as a athletics fan, I mm-hmm. I look at com games especially. I'm like, it's it's gutting that we don't have more middle distance runners yeah. and sprinters. Uh, yeah. I think I counted five track athletes that we're sending. Um, oh wow, so, that's yeah. a, that ratio, yeah, yeah, yeah. So five track athletes plus uh Quentin Rue and the walks. So that's six. Mm. So that leaves yeah two thirds of the team a field. Field athletes. Field um, athletes. Love mm. our field athletes, but I also, I don't know. You if, need a race. Yeah, yeah. I, need a, I need a race. And I I, I want yeah. I want kids to be inspired to get out there and and run, you know, run. see see the black singlet yep. on the start line of a hundred meters, um, mm-hmm. of the start line of a um of a fifteen hundred. Like we don't have any female middle distance or oh, distance athletes. We don't. Yeah. Because also the other thing is like when you like I feel like for you know the inspirational piece as well, you've got field events are hard. Like you yes. look at that and you're like, yeah. that's very technically hard. It's like when a someone watches running, it's one of those things where it's obviously really hard, but like that entry, like everyone can run. It depends how fast you can go. Yeah, like so I, for I, I could get that five k a go and head down to your local park run. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like it's that barrier almost of entry. You know, like a someone, like a yeah, inspiration, like a kid or something watching it, and they can go, "I can run." I don't know yeah. how to throw a shot, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to you know do all the other events, but I can try run. And yeah. then you know, and that is it's such a true about the inspirational thing. It's just a shame. I th- I actually think it's. That country limit is uh, is the whole board, Com Games. Like, there's a team size. And I think athletics might have the biggest team for New Zealand. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think which is actually, hats off to athletics, though, for that. Because it's one of the hardest things to qualify for. All the events, like, I think probably cycling and swimming, you know, all the um, time-based events, things that's like a standardised course like a track a pole um and it's probably the same criteria top six you know ability to show you're going to get top six and the fact that we filled our quota 
Yeah. Like that's amazing. Totally. Yeah, like, it we've is. Got, yeah. We're so yeah. good <laughs> that the whole team, yeah, like if we maybe, I don't know, maybe those, maybe the boys, the sprint boys were on the list and if we had, a, I don't know, if we we're allowed to have more people, maybe, did it, did it mention anything like that in the article? Like, um, could that have been a possibility? Or? Oh, I can't, can't remember. But, yeah, essentially... Yeah. I think unless we we had lots of auto qualifiers that were leaving at home, you would think that there's no chance of getting that team size bumped up, eh? But um, yeah, I don't I don't know how that works. Unfortunately, yeah, I don't. My, yeah, it's been that was like the Yeah, yeah. My whole take on this is that the the Com Games and the NZOC has a their their mission is to bring home medals and see hear the national anthem played um mm. and that ultimately means that sport the sp- individual sports are secondary to that mission and then the individual athletes within that sport are, are third in the priority list and so yeah when when you talk to athletes and they are really gutted about missing out yeah um, and then you sort yeah. of look at it from an athletics point of view and like oh we are missing out on seeing seeing the black singlet in, in a lot of events. It is gutting. Um, but mm-hmm. I think it, it's, it's I think we should look at that as like fans of the sport as like, okay, well let's we actually need to pull attention away from the com games and focus more on the world champs and yes. focus more on yes. what we're doing domestically and individual performances and like make those the big focus because mm. you can't do, you can't run a sport through the filter of NZOC and through the filter of the IOC relying on on this. Like, it, like you look at any other big sport like golf or tennis or football, mm. their big events aren't the Olympics and yeah. games. It's like they're little secondary sideshows to the big thing. And I would love for athletics to get to the point where yes. Olympics is this thing that happens every four years. It's cool. But the big thing that we're looking for Your is world champ. Yeah, mm. who who's world champ or who wins the series title or you, you know um Dimelo title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's yeah. gonna take a while before we work out how that, that works. Mm. Um, but um I'd love to see athletics get there eventually. Um because you can't just keep basing your sport on this thing that happens once every four years and yeah. you're yeah, beholden exactly. to the the IOC and the your individual Olympic committees to make the rules. But anyway, that's mm. that's a rant that I love to disappear down. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like a lot of like world champs, like I know, like people kind of, if you just talk about athletics, right, the first yeah. thing, like the normal people, you know, in New Zealand, normal people, people who aren't in the sport like we are. Yeah. And it is. And you think Olympics and then Com Games. Yeah. And yes, it happens. You know, you got, you're either in Olympics or Com Games every two years. But the world champs is like the same caliber as the Olympics, yeah, just without yeah. the name. Like yeah. world champs, like people like the world champs is ridiculous. Like it's it's yeah. insane. And so yeah, it would be really cool to see world championships get a lot more glorified in yes. the sporting scene. So yeah, maybe soon. But once you're at, when you're in the world champs, it does feel like massively glorified which is really this cool is it. like yeah. it feels like a real big deal um 
World Athletics do a good job at that. So I'm looking forward to get to the time when everyone realizes it's huge. Choice, yeah. <laughs> so so we've got a, a really cool team going to Com Games and a um, really great team going to World Champs as well. Um, so mm. I'll quickly roll through the Com Games um, and some of the, the cool names. I was so stoked to see Connor Bell get the call up for the discus. Yeah. Young Connor uh, entering the senior ranks and, and I think he'll be a really hot prospect uh, over the coming years. Mm. Um, we've got the three hammer throwers, Julia, Lauren, and Paul, yes. all locked and loaded. They don't have to do anything else. They're, they've booked oh. the tickets. So cool, eh? When was the last time we filled the quota for a field event? For like any filled event, it. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like the last time we filled the quota for any event, and someone might be able to correct me, but Glasgow 2014 for the 5,000 metres with the Robertsons and oh. Willis. Maybe we've done it in and the 1500 Rio. before. 1500 Rio. Yes, Pretty Rio sure. 1500, yes. Um, in a field, though? Many... I don't... Oh, no, yeah. from field this must be, must be close to one of the first times ever in a field event. It's so cool. I can't cool. think of a field event. No. It's amazing. It's like, it's, oh, it's so cool to see. And, like, even, because especially, like, so Gold Coast, we had one hammer throw, Julia. Yeah. Glasgow, one. And then we had two at Tokyo. We had Rio. Did Julia go to Rio? No. Don't remember. I can't remember that yeah. part back either. I can't even remember last week, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's – and then now you've got – Birmingham Com Games, three hammer throwers. It's so cool. And I see that's so, inspiring as well. Yeah, like, I like people yeah. are seeing that and being like, dang. Yeah. Girls can yeah. throw. <laughs> I know. And, and there's so many more avenues. Like, I, I think that's the good thing about these, the makeup of these two teams. Like, as much as I'd love to see more middle distance sprinters in there, um, you, you do look at it. And for the kids, who are heading down to their local athletics club, like the avenues to make it onto the world stage are, mm. are endless, whether you're biffing a heavy rock or you're throwing a spear or you're jumping yeah. or you're running. It's so it's so cool. Um, yeah, so let's awesome. carry on, on through this list. We've got Geordie Beamish back for the 5K, so he's doubling across the Com Games and World Champs. Jacko and Tom in the shop. Maddie in the shot as well. She's got the auto. Hamish has the, uh, he's locked and loaded for the high jump. Uh, we've got Imogen and Olivia both locked and loaded for the pole vault. We've got Zoe in the 100 meters locked and loaded. How good is that? Tori Peters locked and loaded. Portia Bing locked and loaded. And Quentin Rue, he's booked his ticket for the 10K race. Well, good to see Quentin still mm. still Which is on a track. Yeah. Yeah, so like it's a track walk. So that's really cool. Oh, in stadium. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's in the track. So that's exciting because like the first thing I asked was, where is it for my selfishness? Like how <laughs> far do I have to go? And then, yeah, no, it's, it's in the stadium. Awesome. Sure, it's, that is so good. And I'm going to look up where where on earth he's ranked in the Com Games because walks is certainly a area. And I don't 
Oh, they've got 20k race walk, which includes 10k. So 10K I will. 10k is like new. Yeah. Uh, so there's three Aussies ahead of him, and then 40th in the world um, is Quentin. But let's go Com Games. You go group of countries, and then go Com Games, and let's find out what's going on. Aussies are certainly leading the charge. So we've got three Aussies in the top five uh, and a British uh, guy at second. And then we've got a South African, an Indian, and then Quentin Roo is seventh. So he's he's a genuine medal prospect based on that, which is pretty Sweet. cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, so he's ranked inside the top eight. So let's, let's see how he goes. Then our three conditionals, we've got Sam. Tanner in the 1500 and after that 1500 he just did in the States, you would think yep. he's earned the mm. right to be there. Keely O'Hagan in the high jump and then we've got Eric Speakman in the 5,000 metres. So that is our team heading, hopefully heading to the Com Games. And I was just looking up what he, what Eric did run. So this was back in May of last year. So he did a 13.22 for the 5K. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked. He's worked so hard to, to earn that place and he's had all sorts of injury worries, tried to yeah. switch over to the steeples and blew out his Achilles doing that. And so good on Eric. I think he will probably need to do a bit of work to book his, his place, but going well so far. Question. Yes. Hamish Carson, if you're... Can you get because like he's would that um that five k stack up that he just did? Yeah, um, I can bring up the standards if I don't you know like. How it works? See, like, yeah, and I don't know if he's missed the cutoff or uh, yeah. Oh, he has. The cutoff was um, oh yeah, the cutoff was. It's been. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. It's, okay. it's such so a shame that the cutoff is so close to the actual, well, no, it's, what, seven, seven weeks? Yeah. Five weeks? Yeah. I don't know. Considering if that world champs is a month before. Yeah. It would be good if it was a little bit closer. Um, bringing up the like, qualification. Here they are. So B standard in the 5K is 13.23. A standard is 13.17 flat. So he was less than a second outside an A standard for Com Games. That is, that's heartbreaking. But we do have another World Champs next year. So this is a potential for Hamish if he can keep his 33-year-old body healthy and all in one one piece we are looking at well 13 13 is the the a standard for for world champs next oh, this year so you assume that it'll be similar for okay. next year so yeah it's close. I assume yeah. you'll oh, probably wow. need to get on the circuit and start earning some points uh, to get up those those rankings but yeah, yeah very cool all right, that brings us to the end of the show. 
Coming up, of course, we have the Diamond League this weekend over in Eugene, Oregon, the home of the World Champs, which will be on in, what is it now, about six or seven weeks. So this is a key weekend to be watching, so make sure you try and hunt out a a Sky TV uh, access and, and tune into that one. Then live streaming and I believe there'll be, there'll be a link I'm sure on the Athletics New Zealand website to the live stream of the Oceania Champs. That is a big one. We're sending a massive team and there are key points up for grabs. There are key places in the Com Games and World Champs up for grabs. So it's important that a lot of our Kiwis are firing red hot and there will be big PBs there will be big performances over there in Queensland so all the best to all the athletes heading over you guys stay healthy and happy we will catch you next time around